Okay, hi everybody. Um, this is Mike Burstyn and friends. And um, to introduce my friend would take up probably the entire time of this broadcast. We only have about half an hour. So what can I say uh, about someone who I have known now for over 40 years? We met oh my God, really? Can you believe we met in Israel in 1977? when he came okay. at Tel Aviv University. And um, I guess maybe I should let him, how would you, how would you introduce yourself, Norman, if I give you in one second? I would say I am a friend of Mike Burson's. <laughs> well, uh, that's too modest, but I am gonna just uh, give you one quote. I mean, to introduce Norman and what he's done uh, in his life and career, uh, would take forever, but here's a quote. No single individual has had more influence through the medium of television in its 50-year history than Norman Lear. I guess that sums it up, right? Who said that? You wrote that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that was said by Chicago's Museum of Broadcasting Communications. Uh, so I think that sums it up because, you know, well, we have been drinking. Yeah. Well, look, to, the, to, to, to talk about your shows, I mean, everybody knows, uh, I, I want to talk about Norman, uh, the, the friend that I've known and I, I would sum it up in one word and it is a mensch and oh. I, yeah, yeah. A mensch, everybody knows what a mensch is, but Norman for me has been a mensch for all these years. Uh, and actually, I should call you Nachman. That's your Hebrew. Uh, right? Yes, Nachman. I like. It. Yeah, Nachman, and uh, you know, Nachman. We're meeting it at, at at a time that is pretty uh, uh, difficult for all of us. Just so people know, we're in the midst of the the height of the Corona pandemic uh, around the world. Uh, just yesterday, unfortunately, as you know, we uh, we passed a milestone horrible milestone, uh, over 100,000 Americans have died from this virus. And there's another virus going on right now as well that I, I'd like to get your uh, take on. But first of all, tell me, how are you coping uh, with this uh, new reality? I mean, at, at home, it, has, it, has it interfered or changed your, your daily routine or your daily activity? <laughs> It has changed my daily routine enormously because uh, I, I mean, my home is lovely because my wife has the loveliest taste I know, uh, and we are here, but we are uh, imprisoned in a sense because I'm told you cannot leave. Uh, I need a haircut. I cannot <laughs> have my. I cannot have the barber come because uh, that's the way my wife wants it. I mean, she's very letter, you know, keeping to the letter of the law. Well, so, Lynn, uh, Lynn. People, people who have helped here, uh, a couple of housekeepers for a great many years are still coming and that is it. Well, look, uh, uh, you're the lucky one because you can always put that hat on that, uh, that infamous hat, so it yeah. covers it covers the hair that you don't have. So you're <laughs> you're luckier than most of us. But my my wife Siona, she she uh, she did a nice job for me, ultimately. Oh, yeah. 
You're, you're looking great, by the way. Thank you, but I do see your tweet. It's hard to believe I know you're 40 years and you weren't a little boy at the time. <laughs> Neither one of us was. Remember, we went, uh, we traveled around the country. We went to a lot. I have a lovely picture of us at Rafi Nelson's village. We were down there in a lot with my son, Peter, and with Asi Dayan, Moshe Dayan's oh, son. Yeah, yeah we'll, yes. we'll put that picture up. But, uh, you know, uh, in light of what's going on, I do see your tweets, by the way. You have these morning tweets where you drink, you, you, you drink. Yeah, no, my daughter Kate was visiting. And while she was here, I did several of those. And there's been so much conversation about them. I think I'm gonna, I have to find a way to continue doing that. But no, I only did that handful while she was here. I'm going to ask you something a little uh, serious right now. Um, as you know, we're going through this, this virus. And uh, in addition, in the last couple of days uh, in Minneapolis, we've had that tragedy uh, with this gentleman that was uh, unfortunately uh, was killed, George Floyd. Uh, your organization that you uh, started, People for the American Way, they put up this statement, and I want to read it. People for the American Way is deeply concerned about public safety and welfare during this corona, uh, coronavirus pandemic. We urged our elected leaders to take all necessary steps to protect the health and economic future of all of our communities. And now you once said, and I'm quoting you, I had a nose for anti-Semitism unlike any other. People for the American way came directly out of that nose. Uh, and then you said that he, history teaches that one's guard should be up. Uh, is our guard up enough uh, lately with all these horrible anti-Semitic attacks around the world? What, what, how do you see it? I don't think our guard is sufficiently high. That's the best way to express it. Uh, I'm not sure there is such a thing as being too high. I think we have to be, as human beings, uh, let alone as uh, Jewish human beings, uh, we have to be as cautious as we would be loving. You're, you, you were born in Connecticut, right? I was born in New Haven, yes. New Haven. And you're, were, you, were you born into a traditional Jewish family? I think so. My, I, my, father, uh, my father went to prison when I was nine years old. And I lived for three years uh, until the year before my bar mitzvah. Uh, with my grandparents in uh, in New Haven, uh, born in New Haven, raised in Hartford, lived those years in New Haven with my grandparents, and went to show with my grandfather, uh, who uh, my father and mother were not religious; they were proud Jews, but not religious. But and that was your uh, grandfather. Was observantly religious, so I went to a lot of temple with him. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just remembering now. Uh, did you did you uh, suffer any 
uh, of course, I read your book. Any anti-Semitism personally as you were growing up? No, no. Uh, in in the service, I I, I served in World War Two, standing on line on a breakfast line at quarter or six or something in the morning. The guy ahead, the two guys ahead of me were talking, and one of them made some anti-Semitic reference, and. Uh, for years, I talked about I, you know, I, po I hit, poked him in the back. He turned around, and I smashed him in the, you know, I fought him. Uh, I was too ashamed to say that I didn't do anything. Uh, I heard it. I let it pass. I didn't know that it wasn't somebody I knew at all, total stranger. Uh, but that's as close as I came to anything real. Well, you know, I, I just to, to, to change something. I, I, I just want to say, I was extremely aware and extremely uh, involved and in, I mean, caring. Uh, when we, uh, when uh, the war started, I couldn't wait to enlist. I, I, I would have enlisted months earlier had my mother begged me not to. And when I finally did it, it was over her crying on her knees, begging, uh, because uh, I wasn't drafted. I had to, I enlisted. Uh, well, we just uh, we just uh, commemorated uh, Memorial Day, so um, uh, we say in, in Hebrew, "Kol Akavod," all honor to you. Before I forget, my sons Peter and Adam have asked me to thank you after 43 years for doing something menschla. When I said a mensch, that's, you know, a, a mensch is a mensch. If you remember when you flew back to uh, home after visiting Israel, uh, Star Wars had just come out, 1977. And all the kids were dying to get their hands on uh, Star Wars memorabilia and stuff, especially those lightsabers. And obviously, they weren't available in Israel. Well, about a week or two later, a box arrived at our home in Tel Aviv that you had sent to Adam and Peter, not only with memorabilia and posters, but two lightsabers. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, do you remember? Well, you probably don't remember, but they have... As you remind me of it, I do remember. They never forgot that, and they wanted me to thank you. Uh, let me ask you something about uh, your your uh, grandmother. You've talked about uh, your grandmother and your, uh, in an interview once you said, and I'm quoting you, that uh, your brand of Judaism is social consciousness. But at the same time, you said, the proudest Jewish moment for you was watching your son holding the Torah. Uh, in all these long years that you have matured, not aged, but matured, has that uh, brand of Judaism changed in any way? Has it become more traditional? Uh, I, I remember you said that that you you longed your longing memories of of uh, your grandmother eating her matzo balls and 
and the Friday nights with sparkling white tablecloth and candles. So has it become more nostalgic over the years or is it still just uh, social consciousness? You know, it's extremely uh, nostalgic. Friday evening, uh, Friday and Friday evening, uh, I talk to myself. Or there's a conversation going on inside of me, reminding me of uh, those Friday evenings with my grandparents, reminding me that it was Shabbos. Uh, I think about that 1,100 times a day, uh, a Saturday. Uh, There's nothing happening about it. I'm not going to show. Uh, I don't say that proudly. Uh, I just am not. And uh, I remember so clearly my son, uh, who is now (laughs) 31, 32, uh my God. A long time ago. Holding the Torah. Now you had a bar mitzvah, right? It, it was bar mitzvah, yes. But okay. interestingly enough, we has twin sisters who are now 25. It never occurred to me to have them bat mitzvah. And you were you were you were bat mitzvah. Were you living in Brooklyn at the time? Yes. yes. At the Sherry Zedek Synagogue. You remember your bar mitzvah that well? On Kingston Avenue, I remember it very well. Did you get any gifts? Well, this is what I (laughs) I remember very clearly. Uh, We we lived in an apartment house, a four-flight walk-up, no elevator. And... uh, And I remember the, the bathtub was full of ice and beer and Coca-Cola and whatever. Uh, and it became a party for, uh, for my folks and their friends. And I took a handful, four or five of my friends and the $33 or whatever the hell it was I had gotten in cash and took them to Coney Island. And uh, the 33 or 54 or whatever it dollars that uh, I had gotten from my bar mitzvah uh, served the, the four or five of us for an evening in, uh, at Coney Island. And I think you, you once said you got fountain, you got a lot of fountain pens too. And fountain <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was fun. Those are the fountain pen years. <laughs> you know, uh, actually, as we're talking today, Today is Shavuos, Shavuot, and uh, the 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 receiving uh, are receiving the Torah on, on Mount Sinai. So it's a great occasion to be able to speak to you about your memories of your son holding the Torah, and th- these are wonderful memories that that I, I treasure. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you to uh, to remember whether any of your Jewish experiences uh, inspired any of the amazing uh, uh, shows that you produced and wrote over the decades? Uh, Were there any characters that were influenced by 
your upbringing, your Jewish upbringing? Oh, of course. I mean, you know, my father uh, would often take my mother out on a, of a Sunday evening for chinks. <laughs> That's, uh, and I would say, Dad, you're going to a Chinese restaurant. You have to use that language. And uh, so when I, when I heard about, all those years later, when I heard about Still Death Us Do Part, which was the British antecedent to what I did, Own a Family, when I heard about the character there, I thought, oh my God, that's my dad. <laughs> I know how to write him. Archie is your dad. Right. So Archie was, uh, in essence, my dad. Of course, he had all the Irish flavor that Carol O'Connor brought to it. I, you know, I remember meeting Carol when I visited the set uh, with Paul, Paul Bogart, may he rest in peace, the, uh, the director. Um, yes. We have a photo of that. I'm going to put that up as well. And I'll always remember, you know, there's been a, a story that we probably can't tell on air, but you told us probably uh, when you lectured at Tel Aviv University about the memory you had, I think it was with your uncle, uh, getting up at night, going to the bathroom, and the uh, noise of uh, something that uh, goes on in the bathroom, and he taught you something about silence. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do, I do, I do. I do. That story yes. that has he taught me that, that peeing in the, uh, into the bottom of the bowl makes a sound that all will hear. But I'm peeing on the side of the bowl falls silent to the ear. <laughs> that That's has, how I later. That has accompanied me since 1977 because that's what I do <laughs> every night. I didn't think we could tell it, but I think it's, it's, it's clean enough to know. Uh, I, I, you know, I wish we had more time uh, because there's so much to do. Well, this is, by the way, where are you now? Are you in Israel? No, no, no. I'm not in Los Angeles. I wish we could be in Israel. You hold it. Yes. I wish we could be in Israel right now because uh, Israel was very. Uh, um, Christians in their uh, actions when the coronavirus started back in March, one of the uh -huh. few countries that uh, did the right thing, closed down early enough, and they are now uh, opening up. Uh, relatively, there are uh, fewer uh, deaths than in many other countries of the same size. Uh, luckily, uh, they're opening up. Unfortunately, as here as well, there is no uh, show business going on. There are no theaters, no cinema. Uh, and uh -huh. I, I was about to go back uh, for the opening of a new television series that we did last year called Judah, which is on Hulu now, and it's about Jewish vampires. Oh, you can. That's funny. You can see. You can see it. It's on on Hulu. It's called Judah. And uh -huh. just directed the English dub of the third season of Fauda, which is a huge international hit. 
I don't know whether you've seen it. No, I haven't seen it, but I've certainly heard about it. Well, we, we are now doing, for Netflix, I'm working for Netflix, and we're dubbing all those foreign shows uh, with professional actors. But as soon as things open up in Israel, uh, I'll be back. I go back and forth all the time. And uh, the, the hardest thing really is not being able to hug my grandchildren. You know, we have three grandchildren and uh, they live here as well. And uh, I can't hug them. Uh, I'm sure you have- that the, the handshake and the hug may be lost to us now. Well, you know, I think, uh, Norman, we are gonna have to uh, get accustomed to a new reality. Well, our lives uh, will never be the same. It's gonna take a while, but uh, let's hope that maybe next year, instead of doing this Zoom, that I, I can come over to your magnificent home at Seattle oh, we'll Mountain and you and I can sit down and, and have a, uh, a schnapps. I'd, lo I'd love that. <laughs> and we'll call your grandchildren so that I can give them a virtual hug. Oh, Norman, I thank you so much for doing this, for being with me. And I only wish you, I know your birthday's coming up in July, so is mine. Uh, and I want to wish you a gesint, a good health, the main thing is good health, gesint, bishindet and svansik. You know what that means. 120. Well, 120. So you've got, you've got quite a way to go. Yeah, I'll settle for that. Yeah, that's, that, that was Moses, the great Moses, uh, 120. Uh, let me ask you one last question. Is there a motto that you have lived by uh, in your lifetime that, that you live by? I have a motto. Yeah, I, love, I love this. Maybe you've heard it before because it sounds almost biblical. A man should have a garment with two pockets. In the first pocket should be a piece of paper on which is written, I am but dust and ashes. In the second pocket, a piece of paper on which is written, for me, the world was created. Wow. I love that. I love that. The fact of my life is, what is Mike Burston doing on this planet? He's here for me this moment, and I for him. Norman, God bless you. My motto has always been carpe diem, seize the day. And that's something you've done, you've done that all your life. Thank you, thank you for being with me. I love you. I love you too, and I love the half hour together. Thank to you. Be good. Thank you, my friend. And thank you, thank you, my friends, for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Shalom. Shalom.